A negative review actually will help you increase sales. People want to see the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's that thing of, it's too good to be true, that only has five star, you're like, someone's going on here. I'll look at a thing, it'll have a 4.9 rating. I'll go on, there'll be 10 great reviews and one bad review. I probably learn more from the bad review. Hello, welcome back to the DTC Deep Dive. My name is Fraser. Hello, nice to meet you. First of all, before we go on, what do you think about the new branding and the new artwork? Isn't it cool? It's great, isn't it? Today, we're joined by Callum. He's a CEO over at Reviews.io, which is an incredible tool to help D2C brands collect verified reviews. And we go really deep in this one about reviews, reviewers, and how you can get the most out of these people leaving reviews on your products and why reviews are so important. We hear about them all the time. You probably have them on your website, but are you making the most of them? Well, let's find out in this week's episode. Callum, welcome to the D2C Deep Dive. It's so great to have you. We've we've spoken a few times, we've worked together a few times, but I think when I think reviews, I think of you, Callum. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, that's that's what we want. <laughs> yeah, good. If if you don't know, if you don't know Callum, if you don't know uh, reviews.io, first of all, I, I find it pretty difficult if you're in the D2C industry to not hear of reviews.io since like whereabouts are you on the Shopify rankings? We're pretty like, high. We're pretty high. Yeah. I never focus. You know, it's one of those things that I never focus on. Um, I generally pretty high though. Yeah, I think we're like top top ten. I think we'd be yeah. pretty good. Um, but we have a weird split. Fifty percent of our clients are off platform, off the Shopify platform, and fifty percent are on. It's a pretty even split at the minute. Um, we work with all the other platforms and legacy sites and you know, custom coded sites and so forth. So yeah, we, we're, I don't really, it's just something I never focus on SEO and I yeah. never focus on my ranking in the Shopify store. What I care, what I care about is can I get, are we offering a good enough service that somebody is willing to recommend us? And mm-hmm. that's, that's what I focus on. So yeah. off one client, can I get two clients? Yeah, um, I, I'm it's not an interesting too... way to think about it. Yeah, because I, I, I think I mean referrals are incredibly important. I think referrals yeah. are better than any other type of marketing you can do. Word of mouth so, has always been the best. Yeah, exactly, 100. percent So, first of all, if people don't know who you are, if people don't know Reviews.io, give us the rundown. That's the easiest way to start these things. My name's Callum McEwfrey. I'm an entrepreneur, and I've done several startups in the past, and I founded Reviews.io with my wife. Um, from our kitchen table, we'd done a couple of startups. I had a, I had some big hits very early on in my career, and then had some catastrophic failures, like we all do. And mm-hmm. I pivoted one of these catastrophic failures into Reviews.io. We spent about maybe about eighteen months at our kitchen table, just hustling. Just you know, mm-hmm. we put out an MVP. I mean, I'm talking back in 2010, 2011 now. Um, and we literally grew very organically. We, you know, I got the first clients on, my wife got the second client on, and then we brought in one member of staff. We, you know, we had enough to bring on another member of staff and we kept growing like that. And now we're about 80 members of staff in five oh, really? five countries. Um, we've got a, you know, 12 million plus revenue. We've never taken any VC. So we're one of the only startups out there that's fully fully bootstrapped so we've grown very organically um 
and it, yeah, it's been a fun journey. It's been a fun journey yeah. but because, because of us growing organically. It, it's meant that we could do it the right way. A lot of review companies took a lot of VC money. And then what they had to do with that VC money, in my opinion, was put bums on seats, selling their service quite aggressively. And that, to me, seemed wrong for reviews. You know, I, I think it has to be more authentic. I think it has to be more mm -hmm. organic. And... It's not a service. I can't sell your outcome. It's not like PPC. It's not like video, you know, like your video or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I can't sell that you're going to be a great company. So yeah, putting a lot of bums on seats, selling my service really isn't probably the correct way to sell it. Mm -hmm. um, because I can't guarantee you that you're going to get, you're a great company. Yeah, anybody sure. who it's like a good SEO person will never guarantee you results in Google. They'll mm -hmm. never guarantee you that number one spot. And anybody who does, you shouldn't touch. It's exactly the same in the <laughs> yeah. It's exactly the same in the review space. Anybody who guarantees that you're going to get five star reviews is, you know, stay clear because that's not that's not who you should be dealing with. Um, yeah, so we grew organically. We're now at, we've got Sydney, Berlin. Uh, Leicester in the UK, which is where I'm based, uh, mm. Irvine in California. <laughs> God, I, I get to, I get mi mixed up, to be honest. I mean, yeah, we're running at about 80 staff right now, but we'll probably be about 100 by the end of the year. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's been such a fun journey. Literally, I get to work every day and go and work with my friends. Yeah. Know. That's the way. That's so cool. So I think, so one thing that I really want to go through with you is the importance of reviews in D2C because I think it's something which is overlooked quite a lot. People know reviews are important, but they don't yeah. realize how important reviews are yeah. because the thing is, like, I know when I'm buying a product, I think this is one of the reasons why people buy off Amazon so much is because the reviews are front and center and they're pushed so hard that, it, it's just the way that you pick a product. Like you wouldn't think of buying a two-star reviewed Amazon product. No. You just wouldn't do it. No. But with with D to C, you can't. You know, you don't have to have reviews on your products. You don't. You know. So and, and people can kind of curate no. them and do some dodgy stuff with them. So it's not. It's not always super trusted. So that's the problem. It's not trusted. You said you. You know. You hit the nail straight on the head. Yeah. It's not. It's not trusted. Where we know Amazon has fakes. Yeah. But we know they're not all fake. Mm -hmm. And we actually trust that Amazon is actually going to deliver tomorrow. And yep. it's not, we know probably it's not going to be the cheapest, but we know probably it's not going to be the most expensive. But we mm -hmm. know it's going to turn up. And if I have to return it, yes, I'll have to jump through some hoops, but I will be able to return it. Yeah. With D2C brands, You've got certain apps in the app store that will let you import all your, these AliExpress. There's an app yeah. on the app store now that will let you copy Amazon reviews over mm -hmm. and let you bring in reviews from everywhere. And it lets you moderate all the one star and two star and three star reviews and only leaves you with the five star. I think people can see through that. I don't think it's good for the industry. Um, your reviews need to be good quality. They need to be verified. And they need to be trustworthy. 
So they need to have things like photos. They need to be, some have to be, have video. Some even have to be, you know, not everyone has a great experience. A a negative Mm -hmm. review actually will help you increase sales. And that sounds crazy, but people want to see the good, the bad, and the ugly Mm. to get a full picture. Yeah, and because, that's because it's that thing, of, it's too good to be true, right? If you see something yeah. that only has five star, you're like, something's going on here. Like, that's that, that's... Amazon do that. Amazon, yeah. I'll, I'll look at a thing, it'll have a 4.9 rating. I'll go on, there'll be 10 great reviews and one bad review. I probably learn more from the bad review. Mm-hmm. So psychologically, I know the reviews are genuine. Yeah. I'm in. For sure. Yeah, Whereas definitely. I think in the D2C space, there's this complete panic about getting a one star review. And there's this complete, there's this, they're misled that they think that the nothing beats. So reviews identify who your brand advocates are for me as well. So when you collect a review and you've got a five-star review in Clavio, that should be tagged as an advocate Mm -hmm. or in Omnisend or whatever CRM manager, email manager you're using, whatever brain you're using within your marketing that should be tagged as a advocate. And we should separate now that person off from the people who don't review you because they're your customers, they're your past customers. So you've got your past customers and you've got your advocates. And really we should be using the advocates to spread word of mouth and we should be getting them to do more for the brand. If they love the brand, you should be using them more. Mm. Turning your brand advocates into ambassadors is the key for D2C brands for me at the moment. Um, and that's probably what I don't see enough of. They're, they're, they're great at collecting reviews. They'll get a five-star review on a product, but then they really won't do much more with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, Amazon, Amazon and eBay have both been built off reviews. They've both yeah. been review heavy. So so's Airbnb. A lot of the, you know, the big tech companies that came out after the dot-com crash were all very, very review heavy. Mm-hmm. And sort of then e-commerce companies over the last couple of years have had a boom from COVID, from just expansion. You know, we've had this mm-hmm. wave of growth. You know, the, the switch from the high street to online has been happening for the last decade, but it got ramped up during COVID. Yeah. So. So brands that you really, they got too complacent. They didn't care whether they had the reviews. They were going to get the sale anyway, almost. And I think those days are gone. They've now probably got to work a little bit harder. They've got to have all the trust signals and they've got to have the right information on the page at the right time to get that sale. If they want to be a top tier D2C retailer. Mm. Um, So yeah, I I think things are changing massively. Um, yeah, it, it's an exciting space and there's a lot going on in it. Um, it it's not, it's a, it's, a, it's a funny, funny little part of the, the D2C industry. Yeah, I think, I don't think people realize, like you said there about people that leave a review of people that really love your products. Like, think how many times, if you're in the car or at home, whatever now, think how many times you've actually left a review for a product yeah probably not that many i think i I think to be fair i think most reviews i've left have been negative i'm going to be totally honest with you like so think of what it takes for one of your customers to go i love this product so much i'm going to take five minutes out of my busy schedule and i'm going to go and leave a review on this person's website like that's 
that's a big step. So if that person is doing that, then then you need to you know it, you need to hold on to that. It actually does person. something else psychologically as well once you're writing that review because somebody makes a commitment to write a review, they've committed to your brand, mm. and that that's a different thing. So now when somebody's wrote a review down on paper. Not a, well on paper we you know typed it into the computer or wrote mm -hmm. it down on paper either way um they've made a made a commitment they stand by that that's published their friends see that so now they those people would defend your brand yeah they are your your, your advocates they're the ones that we really need to harness the power of mm. and that's that's where i kind of see the industry going um is is that we really work hard to help brands identify who their main advocates are and harness that power. Yeah. Would you say that's one of the biggest mistakes that you see that brands do is they're just ignoring the fact that people are leaving reviews? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think the biggest mistake that brands probably have is that they don't have anybody managing their reviews. They don't give the role to anybody they install a review platform they set it on collect a review seven days after collection and they don't really analyze the reviews that are coming in they don't learn mm. from the data that they're collecting that's probably the biggest mistake i worked with a brand one of the biggest sports retailers in the uk you can probably imagine who they are. You've probably got one of their mugs sitting on your shelf. <laughs> you know, it's one of you know one of those huge retailers. And yeah. I um, we was working with those guys. Man. They had no one in the business managing their reviews, and it came to their annual review. And I went down to their office and I printed some stats off earlier on in the day. And I was like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to show them the value of this information. And I went in and I said, listen, do you know why you get bad reviews? And they were like, yeah, no, because we're price-led, we're not this. And I said, that's yeah. not the thing. I said, you get bad reviews. They get they got a 1,000 bad reviews a month for one product. Go on. It was their mug that we just spoke about. And what no it was, they, was, they were shipping it in a box where it was just rattling around and cracking the handle. Uh, they got a thousand and obviously they sell hundreds of thousands of these things yeah they got a thousand bad reviews a month for that product and all they need to do to fix that is ship simple it phone insert just change the shipping tiny it cost them pennies yeah and it just yeah. and and they they you know they wouldn't learn so one of the other things that we highlighted to them so we kept i put up photos so when somebody was have leaving a bad review they were taking a photo Mm -hmm. And they kept seeing photos with the tag attached to the clothes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is so basic. So they installed better, uh, a better system on the warehouse to stop tags being attached. It's just mm -hmm. basic stuff, but they weren't learning from it. They could have learned this so much earlier in the process. Yeah. And yeah. learned from it and done a lot more. And in, and instead, because they had no ownership, no one was looking at the reviews, they weren't handling the issues in the business faster. Yeah. But also what I learned was they weren't handling the good things in the business fast, faster. They weren't, they weren't 
putting the good reviews to work at all. Yeah. They were doing nothing with them. It was just like, nah, we've got them. It was like a quarter. They had a quarter of a million five-star reviews and did yeah. nothing with them. The, yeah, it, 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 I think it's so easy to fall into that trap when you become a certain size of company. The, yeah. the customers are just numbers. The reviews are just numbers. Yeah. And it, it, it's when you do that that your customer service starts to lack and your, you know, everything. Because yeah. at the end of the day, everything revolves around the customer, right? Like when we're, of course it does. When, when we're making content, one of the things that we do is we look through the reviews of the products, mostly yeah. to find what people like about it, but also what yeah. people don't like about it. Like they might say, oh, I didn't know that this was this size and I can't fit this in it. Yeah. Okay, well, we need to create content that shows people that this product is this size because then yeah. that, that, that automatically knocks down the number one problem people might have with buying it. It's so simple what, when you think about it. Exactly. So what you're doing there is review mining. So you're doing a basic version of review mining. You're going out, you're look, reading the reviews, and you're analyzing, pulling out mm -hmm. themes, Yeah. right? That is basic review mining. Um, and that probably will be the biggest trend for the next five years to do with reviews is mm. review understanding the positives, the negatives, the neutrals about the reviews. So if you, if I look at my competitors reviews, so I, I only really got into review mining by looking at my competitors reviews. I was, I was, we was doing a new landing page and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go real deep into this. This was a couple, couple of years ago and I learned so much. And I managed to build a landing page that converted so much higher than all my other landing pages. I was focusing on the wrong things. Yeah. Yeah, and, because, because you, as, you as a business owner, you're in a bubble. We're yeah. all in a bubble. And yeah. it isn't until, isn't until you step out of that, you quickly yeah. see, oh, all these things that I cared about, the customer actually doesn't care about. Didn't care about. You know what, yeah. kept, with, with mine, when I, when I analyzed my competitors' reviews, the thread, that, the common thread that came out of the reviews was unfriendly. Mm. So when I pushed all the marketing out for reviews to IO, I made it all friendly. That was all I was trying to do. I tell all my customer service guys, you've got to be the friendliest guy out there. You've got to be that guy who goes that extra mile and helps the person because we're the friendly company. Mm-hmm. That's changed yeah. our business just by doing basic review mining has changed our business because I was able to analyze our competitors reviews, see that they, there was this common repeated message, uh, that customers taken for granted customers, unfriendly customer service, this unfriendly, you know, and I just kept seeing it and I thought, hold on, let's do some tests. And I did some tests around it, create a landing page, create some ads. And it, it was fabulous. And now, you know, we try and I've tried to instill that at the top of the business right down, that we're the friendly alternative. Um, yeah. And that, it, that's probably been probably one of the best things that's happened for reviews. We, we, we spoke earlier about how kind of cherry picking reviews and almost curating reviews. Okay. Mm. And like we said, I think as a D2C brand, you fall into the trap that you need to have all five-star reviews. How curated 
should your reviews be if they are curated? Not curated sh- at all. It should be 100% honest all the yeah, time. I think so. There's yeah. reasons why you wouldn't show a negative review. You know, if it mentions a customer's a member of staff's name, it mentions your competitor. But if generally it's just because the, you know, something was wrong and the product was low quality, that's on you mm-hmm. to fix. Yeah. You know, you yeah. as a company should go, thanks for letting us know about that. We're taking that on board. Put a comment, put a reply. Tell, you know, say publicly, hold on, we think that's just out on that product. We're going to actually send you out a new product. Yeah, That's building trust. If you do that, you're in. Because yeah. everybody who goes on that page, if I've got a problem, this customer service are going to sort this out. Yeah, I was just about to say that, that the easiest way instead of curating reviews is just to loop back around and reply to them and fix the problem for them publicly. Because exactly. everyone's going to see that. Exactly. It's not an email. And they love it. Customers, I love it. I, you know, if I'm buying yeah. something, can I see? I was buying um, uh, some cars, not this year, last year for for Hudson. I, you know, I bought these cars for fourteen electric cars for for Christmas for kids in my area that have got disabilities, and I mm-hmm. get them all, and I made them all custom. I, a lot of the kids didn't have use of their feet, so they have use of their hands. So I customized them in that. So I was Amazing. looking for um, reviews, and I went with a company purely based off the replies to their reviews. That yeah, it showed me that when something went wrong, they were willing and able to jump on a Fix phone it. and get it resolved. And I wasn't dealing with somebody, you know, who didn't care. And I was dealing with mm-hmm. email. It was that they put a telephone number in. To be honest in one of their replies and said, here you go, call me. Yeah. Done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what I yeah. want to deal with. <laughs> yeah, no, you know dude, I mean? definitely. Yeah, so, so true. What, what are the core things you think people can do as well as that in their, in their reviews on their site to boost the conversion rate? Because that's one of the main reasons why people put reviews. So as, as, long yeah. as, as well as replying to stuff, which you should be doing, as yeah. well as being truthful and not curating your reviews, what other yeah. steps can people put onto their pages to do with reviews that helps boost that conversion rate. So obviously if you're, if you're looking at the page at the product page, let's talk about product page level. That's the, that's the best way to yeah. talk about it. Cause that's where we're driving most of the traffic. So the first thing you've got to make sure is that we've got rich snippets on the page. Yeah. Uh, showing the stars in natural results. Secondly, the product reviews that we have on the product have got to be pushed through to Google, Google shopping. Because that's such a big thing, and some a lot of brands miss out on that. Um, but if you're working with a good platform like ourselves and other platforms, then they'll do that for you, and they'll get it right. You've got to have the reviews on your page so that it looks native. You mm. don't want a nasty-ass widget of reviews on there that <laughs> just doesn't look like the rest of your site. It's yeah. going to look... It, it lowers trust. What we want on there is the reviews to look like they're from your customers. Yeah. They want, you want to have the images, you want to have the photos, but it's all about building trust. They want to be on brand. So really making sure that you've got those things right on the page. Now to bring the reviews in, conversion to collect the reviews it, it is, is a, another thing. But if you're talking about boosting conversion from that page, 
Um, definitely, definitely making sure you've got all the review snippets in the right places, making sure that you're displaying the reviews on your page in the right way. And it's fast. So you, when you're picking who your provider is, do a speed test, check that your mm. reviews are loading and not slowing down your site. Cause that's the last thing you want to do. Yeah. Um, cause that will lower your conversion. You don't want to be lowering your conversion. You want yeah. to be increasing your conversion. Um, one thing that we've got, one feature that we've recently launched is called Review Nuggets, and that's where you can take, you can literally copy, highlight part of a review, part of a review, and you can select that as a nugget, and then that part of that review goes to the top ah. right near, right near the buy button. And what you're doing there is anybody who's looking, I'm just coming onto the page, and I'm looking at the price, and I'm looking at five mm. stars, and then there's this cu- curated. And it, it, it's, it's, you can't amend the review. You're yeah, just you taking a snippet it. of the review. Yeah. yeah. All you're doing is highlighting it and getting it near the buy button. And we've found that has a huge effect, yeah. huge effect on, um, on conversion. It's about 11%. Uh, Amazing. what we've found. So it reviews that oh, we have some pretty good analytics and we have a recorder. We have a pixel that records conversion and and the people looking at the reviews so it's um i suppose it's similar to hot jar yeah everyone knows hot jar you know replays and so forth so this this kicks in if the client's activated it and it will record the customer's session and if the customer has read the reviews and then we look at the conversion on people who read the reviews versus people who don't read reviews yeah and we can give a proper ROI. And um, yeah, we, we see really good numbers. One of the biggest things that we notice in conversion, when people read reviews, they actually have, have a higher basket value. Mm. Yeah. So it's like you're building trust, so they're spending more with you. That's what we've noticed. Yeah. Customers yeah. who don't read reviews generally spend... It's about 18% less, which was huge. And we did that over about 60 brands and a quarter of a million orders. Wow. That's amazing. So when you mentioned Google reviews before, yeah. now I, 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 had, I, had a, um, I had a call with someone the other day and they said the reason they booked a call with us because they checked our Google reviews. And I was like, what? I don't even, I don't think I've, I, I haven't even checked our Google reviews in about three years. And I went on there and they were so old now. I was like, okay, yeah, I need yeah. to make a, I need to make a conscious effort, Concerted to, tell customers effort to make sure to, yeah. to leave stuff on. So when yeah. it comes to reviews, what's the, what, what's the place that people should be focusing on building reviews? Because yes, building reviews on site is really important, but so what about what, things like yeah. trust the pilot and, yeah. you know, because yeah. I, I do, especially with, especially with services, I go to trust the pilot quite a lot because I, I kind of, I trust them to have verified them yeah. and it's not being curated, but where should brands be putting the focus? Like, should they just be going all in on, on site or should they be going Google? So it's a bit of both. It's a bit and... of both. So we have a sep- uh, a solution called reputation manager, which actually takes all, to, all of this into account. We monitor your Google reviews, trust pilot reviews, Yelp, Yelp, wherever wherever your brand is, each brand is different. So Mm. it really depends where your customer is doing the research. So if you're a D2C brand, 
generally you're not having Google local reviews. You've got Google seller ratings, which is mm. the stars next to the ads. You have Google shopping, which is the stars next to the shopping results, your products in shopping. And then, yeah, you probably will have Trustpilot. You might have reviews to IO as well. You might mm. have um, Site Jabber. You might have one of these other sites, yeah. one of the other third party sites. So what we did at reviews.io was to, um, we had clients coming to us and saying, right, we have this problem. There's too many review sites now. We, you know, yeah. it, it, it's becoming unmanageable. So what we did was build a tool that we monitor the review sites, those are the review sites, mm. and we make sure they've got a consistent score. So when your customers, you know, somebody buys from your D2C brand, if you've got a low score on um, Trustpilot, for instance, we'll then send that customer to that platform to leave the review. Now, if you've got a great score everywhere, then we want the reviews on your, your site. We want the reviews on the product pages. Mm. So we're trying to balance and managing it. And we, we've built a solution that does that. Um, and and it, it's a difficult thing to manage and it's not going to get easier. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's more review sites come around it's just gonna it's just yeah. gonna, gonna get harder so if how, somebody how, right go no go on carry on no go on right. no you go on this time. <laughs> how how important are multimedia reviews like photos and ugc oh. videos and all that because i have to say i i mean i'm sure i speak for everyone i i much prefer looking at a photo review or a video review do. because yeah. it just you know it just ticks all the right boxes right how can you does. How can you encourage people to do that? Because natively, yeah. they just want to just leave a text review because they don't want to go out of their way to take a photo or a video. So how can how can you as a brand, what can you do? What steps can you put in place to get those customer so photos? If you're using a good review platform, you should be collecting about 10% of your reviews should have video and photo. Mm. That's generally a rule of thumb. I think that's a rule of thumb as, as anyway. Um, you can incentivize your customers to leave you that video or product re- uh, video or, or photo review. I don't think you need to. It's asking at the right time, right? So I, I did thousands and thousands of tests on this, and this sounds. Mm. Some people go to me, no, Callum, that's not true. I've tested it myself. And I'm like, no, just come on, then let's let's run a test and I'll call call the you know media manager out on it. Off doing a discount to leave a review gets a lower conversion than not doing a discount. Really? Yeah. If I can work out, if I can get to your customer's happy point whether that's when they get delivery or whether right, you know, it's two days later when they've done the unboxing and they've put their bike together. But as long as I can get the review collection request in their inbox and work out where the happiest point is in this whole purchasing mm. journey, I will get a high conversion than offering a discount. Yeah. It, it makes sense, right? Because one is going to be very organic. The other is yeah. going to be... Artificial. And what 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 it is that, that those people, it's very difficult to turn somebody into a brand advocate mm. once you've almost 
not paid them, but once you've incentivized them to do the yeah. review, it's totally yeah. different. So I generally, you know, tell my clients, look, if you're going to do, if you're going to incentivize, don't do it too much, but I don't recommend it. I incentivize post, post the reviews thing, or, you yeah. know, on, on your brand ambassadors, but um, make sure you you hit the happiest point. Mm. It, it's far more important than throwing another discount out. Yeah. Um, video photos are becoming way more popular. You know, it, it goes up daily, you know, how many we collect. Um, we've made it even easier for people to leave photos and videos. You know, you can put a TikTok URL in now. You can, you can straight upload from your phone and it does it all in the background. You know, it, it's so easy now to leave that media. Um, and because it's easier, more people are doing it. Yeah, uh, for sure. We are in a world where we take photos of everything. So yeah, it, it's, we get some very good ones. Um, mm. When we launched reviews.io, the photo solution, we were like, we sat there and we was like, how long before we get some naked person yeah. on there? <laughs> in the background <laughs> yeah um and it was it was actually longer than i thought um it was two days it, instead of one yeah it did happen yeah. it did happen so i was yeah. like right now we've got to get cleverer with this so we don't photos are much easier to analyze from a uh -huh. an ai point of view you know the no hot dog hot dog thing if you've ever yeah. watched silicon valley yeah yeah um uh, the, the 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 program there where they do that hot dog and no hot dog. Yeah. We've almost got a similar version. Um, videos is much more difficult because you mm -hmm. have to watch the video all the way through to, you know, yeah. you could do a great video review and then the last 10 seconds get completely naked and <laughs> I've not watched it That's, and published that, that, it. That is, that is normally how I do my reviews as well, yeah, which is, yeah, which is weird that you've said that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, and then I've put it on your web, on X this deep massive d to z brands yeah. website you know so um yeah what we do with video reviews we don't publish until the client has watched the video That's and then it's it. it's on them to publish the video review yeah the photos we're pretty good at the ai is pretty good at spotting naked people in it um <laughs> and they can be flagged pretty quickly and we have a team that spots them and you know r yeah. removes moderates them pretty easily um yeah but more and more more and yeah. more but yeah it, it, we get some good videos and some amazing photos uh that we see coming through the, yeah uh... amazing well it's been it's been such a pleasure to sit down and talk with you callum it, it really has like i love geeking out about this stuff and it was great to have you on so if no you want to check out yourself they want to check out reviews.io give us all the information so the best place probably I post on LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, I have a bigger following on Twitter. I post a lot of personal stuff there as well about my son and, and me being an entrepreneur and running reviews.io. On Twitter, I'm a bit newer. I don't post, you know, I'm trying to post more. That was my New Year's mm -hmm. resolution to get to get doing more on Twitter. Um, so you can find me on either of those locations. Obviously, the site, it's in the name reviews.io. If you'd like a trial, drop me a DM on any of those platforms and I'll help you get a trial uh, where one of my team can get you set up. Um, no 
no questions asked, and we'll try and be that that friendly review platform that you probably need in your life. Amazing. Thank you so much, mate. It's been a real pleasure. No problem, Fraser. Thank you. Always an honour. And that's it for this episode of the D2C Deep Dive. Thanks very much. By the way, if you do like the new logo, branding, all that stuff, drop me a DM or a tweet. I'd be much appreciated. At Sour Fraser. I shall see you in the next one. Bye-bye.